Welcome to Matter of Fat, a body-positive podcast with Midwest sensibilities. I'm Kat Palavoda, a local fat feminist here for your plus-size fits, small business tips, fatitude, and catitude. <laughs> I'm joined by my co-host, Soraya Bogani. Hi, I'm Soraya, a multiracial millennial living and working in Minneapolis. I don't have catitude, but I have cat, and we are excited to present Matter of Fat, our first Minnesota edition. That's right. We're excited to bring you our very first Minnesota. We wanted to pop on and give you a recap of a local event we both attended last week. Last Sunday, we both attended the Fatitude the Movie screening brought to the Twin Cities with the help of the Radical Health Alliance. Uh, So what is the Radical Health Alliance, you might be asking? I am asking. Well, a friend of ours, Annie Jansen, who lives in Minneapolis, um, founded the Radical Health Alliance. She's currently a student at the U of M getting her master's in public health nutrition and is also a dietetic intern. So that means she will become a registered dietitian. So she's been following the progress of the Fatitude documentary through the last couple of years of production. And as a fat activist, she really wanted this movie to come to Minneapolis. The Radical Health Alliance is a nonprofit here in Minnesota. They champion the multidimensional and weight-inclusive health of fat people. Through education, support, and advocacy, they strive to eliminate weight bias, increase access to health services, and protect people from weight discrimination. Some of their current programs include Radical Yoga for Larger People, and uh, they host the Fat Girls Hiking Minnesota chapter. Now that you know a little bit more about the RHA, how did it get involved with Fatitude? Well, Fatitude was advertising that they were looking to bring screenings to various cities across the U.S. So lots of screenings were happening on the coast, and Annie was like, come on now. We know we're great. Come on down to the Midwest. So some of the funds from the yoga class uh, were able to help bring the documentary here to Marcus Cinema in Oakdale. Yeah, and we were wondering, like, how does one bring a movie, like, rent out a theater? How does that even happen? So we asked Annie about it. Mm -hmm. She said it was a really difficult part, actually, to get everything put together. There's a lot of moving pieces, I would assume, to organize this. But getting the theater was really challenging because a lot of theaters never got back to their multiple requests. Mm. Uh, But luckily, another activist had planned a screening and had really good luck with Marcus Cinemas. So the only other requirement was that the theater had arms that went up to ensure all sizes could attend. And that was a bit of a challenge because a lot of theaters in Minneapolis are historic, which makes sense. Yeah. And I was actually wondering like well why isn't it in the city but like that's why I can't think of one theater that I've been to and that's not in the suburbs that has had like really large seats or seats that I'm able to um, move the armrest on yeah and I mean these were convertible chairs as oh, well. it was cozy it was real cozy like it almost too cozy like I could see a lot of people falling <laughs> asleep in those theaters but um, for good reason because it was comfortable not because yeah. the movie wasn't entertaining enough or engaging enough but that was enough about The setup. I mean, you're probably interested in hearing a little bit more about the the movie, movie, the movie, the documentary. So uh, as we've kind of teased up until this point, the Fatitude, the movie is a documentary about weight bias and fat bodies in U.S. culture. So what was really interesting was that afterwards we got to have a dialogue with the co-creator, Lindsay Averill, and we talked about how it was organized. Yeah. It's reception, challenges into getting it made. It really was eye-opening, and I hope that some of this can be released when the documentary comes out because it made a lot more sense. Like, 
for instance, when we were watching it, the narrative of it made sense. Everything that I was seeing about different voices, people being interviewed, um, you know, Disney characters, yeah. <laughs> everyone's like, everything made sense. But afterwards, uh, Lindsay mentioned that the way that they actually organized it was by uh, like writing an academic paper. I was like, ding, 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 of course it was. So the first section was tropes, looking at tropes in history and culture and everything like that. Looking at news media was the second area. Health was the third area. And then the fourth area was solutions. So it made a lot of sense in that way. Yeah, Lindsay actually wrote her dissertation on the same topic, and that helped inform a lot of the work that she did on this. And we should mention her co-creator, Viri Lieberman, is usually at these screenings. And they're usually kind of a duo and do it together, but this time it was just Lindsay. Um, but it was still, nonetheless, really great to hear from her. Um, she was there with her r- young son in tow, or like on her hip, I guess. Mm-hmm. What a cutie. It was just really, um, it was cool to see. It was cool to hear from her, and it was, yeah, cool to see her fam. Mm-hmm. And there are lots of interviews. Oh, yeah. So many. Mm-hmm. Lots of people that I'm not as familiar with, too, which was really lovely. There were, yeah, just a lot of really notable names in the body positive community, I guess, like in a- body positive activism. Too many for us to list here, <laughs> <laughs> but you can see them in the movie or go on the website and like see them all there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, what was really interesting to know that we learned in the discussion after was that the first interview was done about five years ago. So this is this project has really been like a long time in the making um, and has, yeah, yeah, taken a little time to put together and to come out to be released to the public. Mm-hmm. And so that's a little bit of an overview and context, some context clues about what we were doing. But um, we want to share a little bit of a recap about what we thought or some takeaways that we have. And first and foremost, we want to share that this was a huge endeavor. And we recognize that there's so many points to talk about. Um, this isn't comprehensive. And we, I don't feel like we're really doing it justice. Um, I think to do it <laughs> justice, you need to like yeah. watch the movie, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but we want to share a little bit about like how it felt for us watching the movie and then just share a couple little, little nuggets or like little things that we're kind of taking away with us from it. Mm-hmm. So first and foremost, like how did it feel for us? Yeah. So I can jump off here. So yeah. for me, it felt like community, which is great. It was also an interesting experience, which is interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. The most Minnesotan Midwestern thing I mm-hmm. can say, right? It's not descriptive at all, but because it felt conflicting, right? So walking up to the theater, I saw some other folks going in and I was like, yeah, this is it. This is super empowering. I'm going to go see a documentary that's going to enlighten me, educate me, affirm yeah. me. And then we get into the lobby and I see a lot of fat folks there which is super exciting but at the same time all of my inner negativity is coming up so I'm like oh am I going to be teased because mm-hmm. I'm with a bunch of fat people yeah like what are other people thinking are we going to get weird looks and even at this moment that should be super empowering I couldn't let that go and mm-hmm. I think that was really indicative of what it felt like to see the documentary as well um First, I was surrounded by a lot of really wonderful people, people I've known for a bit, got to know better, um, new folks. So it's always exciting to see that. Um, But it was also really daunting to not only be affirmed by what you're seeing on the screen and know that your internalized prejudices are real (laughs) and that they're structural and that there's (laughs) academic evidence from somewhere and other people are saying it. It's not just me. And and daunting in the fact that um, at one point, Lindsay mentioned that people in fat bodies are not going to be able to go out into the world every day and be treated kindly. Right. It can happen. Not in our lifetimes, most likely. And that really sat with me. I mean, 
the eventuality of it is hopeful and knowing that documentaries like this and education experiences like this are going to help with that are Mm -hmm. really key and so because of that it was kind of a it was it was a hard watch but a really great watch and I do feel hopeful from it I feel excited I hope other people go see this um but there's a lot to deal with it too yeah that's kind of like exactly how I felt this idea of like a lot it was Mm -hmm. just a lot like a, a kind of more feelings than I anticipated having um a lot of information it was just um, yeah. So in terms of like information, there are a lot of things that I was familiar with already, but just like shared in different ways or more information about certain topics. And I just, it was a little bit like overloady feeling. And also I thought they did an awesome job of just like really including a lot of, a lot of info for lack of a better way to describe it in this film to kind of help um, people understand the current state of things. It just, it was just a lot. Um, I also felt a lot of kind of emotions I wasn't expecting like this really was just sort of like another thing on my to-do list for the weekend like <laughs> I just like I'm a busy gal and so I and I had a friend in town and like we you know came with people from the shop and so I just it was truly just like okay like we're gonna be there at two or we're gonna you know get in we're gonna carpool at two we'll be there at three you know those kind of things it was just it felt very tasky to me and I wasn't thinking about like I just wasn't thinking about how it might have an emotional impact on me. And it really did. And so, like, for instance, in the beginning, Saraya mentioned, like, the first section was kind of about tropes. And part of that was, like, showing a lot of cartoons and media and movies that I watched a lot, like, many of which Mm -hmm. I watched as a child. And I honestly, like, had, have or had fond memories of. And seeing those, like, those images um, kind of spliced together in ways that really made me think, like, wow, I grew up watching so much fat phobic stuff. So yeah, it was just a lot in terms of info, a lot in terms of like my feelings. Um, and the one thing that was a lot that felt really good was just that like there were a lot of fat people there. And I just like being around fat people is my favorite people to be around. Um, and it was, yeah, it felt good to be there kind of like in this together, watching this movie, experiencing it together, and then kind of thinking through it and, and hearing the discussion afterwards with the dialogue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're in your feelings. I mean, how many like spliced together scenes of The Biggest Loser can one watch without <laughs> feeling some kind of way? You know, like it was just it was a lot. It was more than I anticipated. Um, but again, presented in a way that was really thoughtful and um, informed and really like set it up for viewers in a way that was educational. Mm hmm. Or like on the news, how many times can you see people with fat bodies with their, their heads, heads chopped off? <laughs> like we've all seen it, but I didn't realize it, you know, and it's those little insidious things that come yeah, together. It really hits it home when it's like splice, splice, mm-hmm. splice, splice, splice. Which brings us to mm-hmm. our dirt and discourse. Oh, yeah. One section of the minisode here. So this is going to be a little bit different. We are going to break down things that. Um, we just wanted to talk about in this section. Like mm-hmm. I said, nothing is more important than anything else. And we can't mention all the important things because there were lots of them. So mm-hmm. we just are each going to share something that we're thinking about. Mm-hmm. So for me, in our Dirt and Discourse section, I wanted to talk about coming out as fat. And I'm saying that with air quotes. And I'm not saying that to diminish or equate it with sexual gender, um, sexual or gender identity and coming yeah. out in that way. It was something that came up in the dialogue after the screening. And more so coming out as fat as a way to recognize that you take up space in the world and that it's not a shameful thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Announcing that to people is kind of wild. So as somebody who's always been bigger, I've always been hyper aware of the space I take up. And I notice that there are moments when I try to be invisible or unobtrusive, which is 
silly because there's this dissonance about the fact that you do take up more space, that you are a person who deserves to be able to sit on the bus or Mm -hmm. anything, really. It's interesting how our insecurities come to play in that way. But I know what I look like and I want to say it and own it instead of instead of allowing it to be shameful. So like coming out and proclaiming that to people is kind of wild because it's supposedly this big um, shared understanding that, oh, that person's fat, but they're never going to say it because that's shameful. Nobody wants to be called fat. That's only a pejorative. That's only an insult. So um, actively acknowledging it is really important. That's something that I've actively been trying to do every time we intro this show. Yeah, It's nothing that I've ever led with before. I don't meet people and go, hey, I'm Soraya and <laughs> I'm fat, but it is a You signifier. mean it's not your Tinder bio like mine? <laughs> okay. No, not as bold as you do. That's why I'm working on it. But uh, people see it. Whether or not I say it, people see it. So why can't I proclaim that as an identity that yeah. I have? And doing it on the show has held me accountable to it as well. In a way that feels good? Good. Yeah. Good. Empowering. Uncomfortable. Yeah. Uncomfortable. It's still not normal for me to say that, but it feels better every time. And talking about this with you, Kat, talking about this and having conversations pop up in my life with other people has been really reaffirming that this is a thing that in a direction that I should continue going in too. Cool. Mm -hmm. Thanks for sharing that and making the connection to the pod. That's really cool. Yeah. Something I'll share is just like, I, I, so Melissa Fabello made this, um, she said this a lot more eloquently than I will restate it here, but she made this really cool like comparison that I thought was helpful in understanding kind of the difference and how body positivity might look or feel for people who are in thinner bodies versus in fat bodies. And she gave this example, like picturing, you know, someone on the beach in a bikini. And um, if this person might be thin, they might be having a whole internal dialogue. Like, I feel like my thighs look really big. I'm feeling very vulnerable in the swimsuit. I'm feeling uncomfortable. I'm feeling like I'm looked at. I'm feeling judged. You know, this like internal dialogue um, that many of us are familiar with that I think as we try to kind of lean more into body positivity are working to silence and to kind of quiet and to, to be, you know, cooler with who, who, who we are on the inside. Um, but in that scenario... While that thin person in a swimsuit at the beach might be having that internal dialogue, it's really unlikely that people around that person are thinking, look at that fat person, look at those thighs, look at that, kind of reaffirming the things that are being said in her head. Whereas if a plus size person, if a fat person is wearing a swimsuit on the beach, kind of having that internal kind of conversation with with themselves, um, it's possible or maybe even likely that people on the outside are also saying or thinking those things, you know? Um, And for me, that example really helped helped explain why like body positivity is something that, you know, you want to like think and feel for yourself, but also something that's much bigger and broader. And that as part of that, people in fat bodies are just trying to demand respect for bodies, for Mm -hmm. ourselves. Um, And there's this whole like external societal piece that plays into that. So again, Melissa, way better example than me uh, trying to recount this to y'all right now. But I think that, um, yeah, that idea of like the internal versus external, internal dialogue versus externally what's happening was a really clever way to frame that. Definitely. Yeah. And I mean, there's a million things that popped out, but really this is after all a minisode. So I think that we're going to have to leave it at that because, um, we, yeah, we could go on and on and on. 
And to that end, we hope that you watch this movie. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's some opportunities to do that. So not in this exact moment, unless you're able, you're listening to this from a different place and are able to see another screening. Mm -hmm. Um, But Lindsay let us know that soon Fatitude will be available for purchase for like educational institutions. And I think libraries, she mentioned Mm -hmm. too, places that are going to buy it and kind of show it um, in maybe educational spaces or kind of you know, screen it for larger groups. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it should be available on Amazon. Mm-hmm. She mentioned Amazon it, Prime. Amazon Prime, yeah. yeah. She mentioned, um, I hopefully ideally by the end of the year, mm-hmm. but that could be subject to change based on a lot of things, which include some kind of legal things and financing. So the... Um, the money, the money from those screenings actually went to help for the legal yeah, yeah. to make yes. it accessible to us. Because there's a lot of, um, you know, I don't want to the bulk of, but there's a ton of different snippets of uh, other movies and cartoons and, you know, media that are uh, referenced there. And though it's legal, um, there's a lot of, like, opportunity for people to sue if they want to or these kind of things. So they're working to make sure they have the legal representation that they need. Mm-hmm. Um, and to, uh, there's ducks in a row that I don't quite understand that need to be in a row, but they do. Mm-hmm. And for that to happen, they need to be funded. Um, they need to be able to fund those lawyer fees um, or legal fees, I should say. And for that, the screenings are helping make that happen. So provided all of that works out, we will get to see Fatitude the movie uh, on Amazon Prime, uh, hopefully by the end of the year. Yeah, if Jeff Bezos is getting those dollars, you got Fatitude. And there you have it. Our thoughts and takeaways from Fatitude the movie presented to you in our first Minnesota. Yeah. You know, there's actually quite a few like fun fat things that are taking place or events that are taking place here in the Twin Cities uh, this week and next week. And so maybe you'll hear another Minnesota or two focused on them. Ooh, teaser. Teaser mm-hmm. alert. Also, not necessarily a body positive or rad event in the matter of fat sense, but in our first episode, we did mention that Kat has never been to the Minnesota State Fair. Never, ever. Shameful. 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 <laughs> shameful. Um, but she's dying, truly dying to see that llama costume contest. Oh, so yeah. if we make it, perhaps that's a Minnesota worthy event as well for sure gonna show up on the insta um yeah i feel like it'll if we i feel like it would just be like 20 minutes of straight giggles from me but i mean we'll see we can edit that (laughs) we can we can work with that um but yeah so till next time everyone thanks for listening to our breakdown of fatitude the movie as a A matter matter of of fat what's the time perf Matter of fact.